Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 572, recorded live on Sunday, September 23rd, 2018. And here are your hosts, the man who needs to wake up, Dave Pillay. Hi. And the man who's been up since about 8 this morning, Andy Lowe. Hi. So, in my defense, for being, like, sleepy at 1140... I had, like, crazy bad allergies last night. Like, I sneezed eight times in three minutes. That's I counted. I counted because it was just getting so bad. And so I'm like, okay, that's. I took some Benadryl, and then I was out, and then I was up at, like, five o'clock for an hour and a half, two hours. Mm. And then I went back to sleep, and then my, my cousin was staying here, so I got up to say goodbye to him. So that was at, like, nine o'clock, and then I went back to sleep, and then... I had to run back to work of all places. Now you're not you're not a stranger to having to work on the weekend, right? Like you, I went into work yesterday. <laughs> you have emergencies at work and you have to go take care of them. I agreed Andy and I had originally been like, we aren't going to do it this weekend because my cousin's in town, I don't know when I'll be free and I, I messaged Andy and said, like, hey, I'm actually gonna be free Sunday. Are are you available? He said, Yes, if we do this. I said, Okay, okay. What I had forgotten is that this week at work, I was training virtual classes, which is to say we train through WebEx. And I, I'm, I'm really, really tired of, like, the super crappy audio in, in WebExes because of, we use the phone. Like, we call in, and, and it relays the call to everyone else, and it's other people who call in can hear it, which is cool and awesome, and, like, technology's great, but it uses, like, landline phone audio converted to digital converted, and, like, it's converted four times by the time it gets to the people, and it sounds terrible. So I brought in my mic, this microphone, the one I use for the podcast. Okay. Because it's a, it's a good microphone. Yes. And so the, the call audio quality was like way higher and way better and people liked it. But I forgot to bring, I, I couldn't bring it home on Friday because I like had other things that were going on. And so when, when Andy messaged me and said like, yep, we can do this. Can you do it at this time? I said, yep, I can do it at 11. I'm good. And last night I was sitting down here to just play a little bit of, of Factorio before bed. And I looked over at where the mic stand is supposed to be and it wasn't there. I'm like, shit, you had forgotten I left it the at mic work. at work. <laughs> like, it's not that I forgot it at work. It's that I forgot it was at work, if that's if that's clear. Yes, you, it was at work, and you, out of place, out of mind. Yep, so, like, crap. <laughs> so, this morning, I had to rush into work to get the microphone to come back. Sorry, somebody was staring at me. The same reason why that I was up at 8 a.m. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, sleeping it in just uh, doesn't happen much no, anymore. No, no. Not for a couple more years. Mm-hmm. Isaac doesn't know what day of the week it is. No. He, he just... I mean... It's just, it's just the way it is. Yeah. Um... But it, okay. It's, it, it's kind of uh, nice that we're actually working today, or we're recording today, because... Ten years ago, today, the G1 was announced. The T-Mobile G1? Mm-hmm. Which That's if- really kind of funny, because I pulled it out last night, like, literally out of the closet. Because <laughs> my cousin was here, and he's my cousin who's, uh, his his father, my uncle, worked at Google. Oh. And, and so we were chatting about that, and I pulled out the G1. He was saying something about small screens, and I'm like, no, no, this was a small screen. <laughs> It seemed huge back then. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, no. Uh, 
compared to now, especially like, you know, the Samsung Note. It's it's tiny. Yes. But oh, it had a physical keyboard. Yeah, I kind of miss that. You and me both. You and me both. But you know what? I only kind of miss it. I I feel like I've gotten used to it. Now the question is: Do you do you use swipe or what do you use now on your for your keyboard? Uh what do I use for my keyboard? Swift key. Mm. I use Swift key. Okay. And I realized yesterday how much Swift key knows about me. Oh yeah, with the predictive, uh, <laughs> predictive yeah. text at the top. Yeah, but just like Swift key knows things about me that most other things probably don't. At least not directly. And there's like, there's nothing I can do about that. I could use a different keyboard, but any keyboard I use, unless I roll my own, like 100% could report back anything I type. I'm looking at the Swift key. Um, do you know there's an incognito mode in Swift key? Is there? That's what the settings menu says. That's kind of cool. Yeah, Swift key, if you turn it on, will completely stop learning words. Oh, but you have to like turn it on, turn it off, turn it on, turn it off. Yep. <laughs> Which is, you know, two, two menus deep. Oh hell is float oh that's weird that's weird i don't like that I, you know i haven't really looked at much swift key it's like it's just been there and i've always used it and it's got weird features that i don't know about what what are some of the other features well th- that float option can let you put the keyboard basically anywhere rather than just tied uh, to the bottom of the screen where even are the settings okay i have to open up that menu yep okay so i've got settings i have emoji predictions interesting <laughs> float oh god but why would I want it up there? I don't know. Um, color palette. Oh, okay, I so can there's... decrease the size of it. Oh, I don't there's know if I themes. like that. Oh, God, but my fingers know where, where everything is right now. I know. Like, if I were to have to relearn the size. Wait, what is the freaking calendar option? Why does SwiftKey need to know my calendar? Save stickers or create your own. I can create my own stickers. This is just weird. Yep. Why, why does it need to know my location? Why would? Why, yeah. What? What is? The, what's the point of SwiftKey knowing where my location is? is I don't sorry. know. This thumb one is weird. Paste event details. This thumb. Oh, is it a different layout? Yeah, it's got a split down the middle, so I can use two thumbs. Yep. And then there, oh, this compact one is weird. I've seen some really interesting, um, interesting ca- uh, keyboard applications. Um, one of them actually got rid of the idea of a QWERTY keyboard on the phone. Why, did it go to with like a Dvorak? No, it like completely erased the idea of a keyboard from your mind. Uh, what it was, was you spun for letters. So like, I, I'm not sure if I can, if I can do it justice by describing it. So draw an X in your mind. Okay. I'm picturing an X. A, a big, big X, right? So it's big, four regions. Top, big, right, black bottom, X, left. Times New Roman. Okay. So, well, no, just, just two crossed lines. It's not really an X. It's just two crossed lines. Um, and then along each of the spines of the X on either side are letters. Okay. And it's all the letters, all 26 letters plus symbols are just along the edges of the spines on either side of the spines. So you have eight different, uh, I guess, chains of letters, right? Yes. 
So you put your thumb in one of those regions, and then you spin your thumb around. And so, like, you, you, you go around the X, and each time you loop the X, the letter you are selecting moves out one. So if I just touch the top region, it's the first letter that's in the list. If I touch the top region and then do a full loop around the X, it's the second letter in the list. If I do two loops, I pick the third letter in the list. That seems like a lot of extra thumb movement. Well, except that you don't need that many, right? Like, you'd only need four to get all 26 letters plus symbols. Because they, they're chains of, like, four, but there's eight chains, so that's 32 characters. Oh, and you probably pick, like, R, S, T, L, and E are probably, you know, the... The first ones, yeah. yeah. And then, so if you if you go clockwise, it's one set of letters. If you go counterclockwise, it's a different set of letters. And that's how you choose whether it's the ones on the, the like, inside of a region or the outside of a region. Gotcha. That's just... <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, but I I get it. Granted, you know, QWERTY is so ingrained in our system from yeah. way back when. It's it's hard to try and, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, this is, you know, it's much more efficient than a regular keyboard. I'm like, "Okay, but I have literally spent probably at this point years of my life typing." <laughs> spent a long time on keyboards in this specific design of keyboards. So, do you remember we had a bet about the G1? Did we? Yeah. What was our bet? If it was going to be actually labeled like Google on the phone. Okay. And you had, you know, it wasn't on the front, but it was on the back. And I was like, oh. Yep. It was a Google phone. Mm-hmm. Why do you bring this up? No, I just remember it, the, the fact that, you know, <laughs> our podcast was around when this was first announced. Oh, yeah. I mean, Andy, we've been doing this for, what, 11 years now? Yeah. This month. Yep. It was PAX 2007, right? Or no, it was PAX 2006. Oh, I'm going we back to the episode. We recorded the first one at PAX 2006 because that was over in uh, Bellevue, not in Seattle. Yes. August 30th, 2006. Jeez. Crazy. Crazy. Yep. <laughs> oh, excuse you. Yeah, that's going to continue. So what do you think your allergies are getting spiked by? I don't know. It's never been this bad before. Ever. What's the current pollen levels? But like, I've never been allergic to pollen. I don't know what to tell you. Neither do I, but it's driving me nuts. Um, yeah. So the, the G1... Wow, man. Just 10 years ago. What else was 10 years ago? What else was in the early 2000s? I guess the late 2000s. Yeah, 10 years now is late 2000s. Jeez. Let's see, 2008 technology inventions. Let's see. Best inventions of 2008, all right? Tesla Roadster. (laughs) And they're still working on that one. Hulu.com. Okay. Large Hadron Collider. Yep. Oh, Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. Oh, the writer's strike was 10 years ago. Yeah. I remember that. That killed some really good TV shows. Yep. And created some really cool things, like Dr. Horrible. Baseball instant replay. Wow. Took him long enough. Mm-hmm. Oh, the LZR suits. Oh. The what? Speedo made some suits that were actually um, um, with built-in uh, built-in buoyancy and compression fabrics that kept your muscles from vibrating in the water. So these things were these things were built so they'd be faster than any other like suit. And then after, you know, everybody started, like, breaking world records wearing these suits, they actually got banned from the Olympics. Okay. Because they were, they were too much, you know, it's too much of a competitive edge because they were basically, I almost want to say bionic, but not actually, like, 
how would you how would you, it's not actually like it gave you a a physical advantage but don't like any suit not really no okay but yeah no there, there there's literally a list of most of the time in the um it's it's one of those like eras of the sport ah where people talked about oh yeah no this was you know that record was set during you know the whatever suit era <laughs> yeah so it doesn't did they do they get asterisks after those records sometimes yeah you're like, yeah, they did this, but not really. Wow. I well, can't... okay, so that that's memory lane down there. Mm-hmm. Perhaps we want to come back to the, the modern era, or maybe not. Maybe we want to go back even farther to, like, 1995 or 1994, perhaps, when the PlayStation came out. Oh, the PlayStation. I just remember, was it? I think the first game I played on the PlayStation was Twisted Metal. Okay. Was that originally on the PlayStation? I think so. Yes. Yeah, first release, 1995. <clears throat> I remember playing Final Fantasy VII on the PlayStation. Was that the one you Bryce. guys, yeah, trying to get yep. the, the golden chocobo or something? Yep. Do you remember sitting there for, like, hours on end and resetting the console? Yes. I remember Kermit. Bored I was. Nope. Because you were sitting and hanging out with me, and we were chatting the entire time. That That is, if there's anything that is a precursor to this podcast... <laughs> it's that, and sitting was... around waiting for StarCraft to finish loading. Yep. It was it was StarCraft after hours at at the middle school and it was playing Final Fantasy VII in Bry's basement, sitting and chatting and trying to breed a golden chocobo. I remember when we finally got the green chocobo, you were like, we should name it Kermit. And so we did. Or I might be making it up because I don't remember if there is a green chocobo. I'm pretty sure there is. God, now I'm just reading about Twisted Metal. Alright, I need to get off of that. So why are we talking about the PlayStation? Uh it's coming back. Oh, like the uh, NES and the SNES? Yep, PlayStation Classic. A little teeny PlayStation, which is kind of silly. I don't, like, so when, when Nintendo did the NES Classic, we were like, wow, that's a great idea. And then they did the SNES Classic, and we're like, wow, that's a really great idea. Like, what games would we put on that? And we sat down and we made a list, and we were pretty close on our yeah. list. Like, we did it. Now they're doing this, like, the PlayStation Classic, and I'm like, what would they put on it? How about Final Fantasy VII? Well, yeah, that's a given. <laughs> Except, why would I put that and buy that on the the PlayStation Mini or the PlayStation Classic or whatever they're calling it when I can get that on the Switch now? I don't know. Like, I'd much rather play that on the Switch where I could take it with me. It has its own screen. It's a portable gaming device. Like, of course I want it on that. There's no... Wait, what? So I'm reading Gameran that said there's two things that people have been criticizing about the PlayStation Classic. Yeah. The first is a lack of an AC adapter. So it's probably powered via USB. Yeah. PlayStation Classic owners will be able to plug in the system using standard smartphone USB adapters. Yeah. Well, is it mini USB, micro USB, USB-C? Uh, probably C. Well, the NES and SNES are both mini. Okay. Or not mini, micro. The, the tiny one. Oh, PlayStation Classic will offer different games based on region. Ooh. So also, like, not cool. Yeah. <laughs> So not only would I need to buy it, but if I want all the games, I'd need to buy all of them. And then switch them around? Now, if you can do the same thing that you can do with the NES Classic and the SNES Classic, which is to say load in custom ROMs, that's kind of (laughs) cool. Or, you know, Raspberry Pi with a retro arcade on it, but that's kind of not problem. The problem I have with the retro pies Mm -hmm. is the input lag. There's there's a definite, like, have you have you tried it? Uh, yes. The last time I tried it, though, the controller would not let me hit um, one of the buttons. It's like, it, why aren't you doing this? I'm like, because I'm trying to, and it won't let me. Mm-hmm. Like, the input lag is real, and I'm not pleased about it. 
So they said that there's 20 games on there, and then five of them are actually the only ones that are the same on both versions. Oh, that's not cool. Japan and the West. <laughs> really? That's what they're. That's what they said. It's the Japan version and the West version. <laughs> All right, so do you want to play the game of trying to guess what the other five PlayStation games are? Um, no, because I've seen the list already. I thought they didn't say they had the list. Oh, yet. you mean the, the other five. So besides FF7, Jumping Flash, Ridge Racer, Type 4, Tekken 3, Wild like, Arms. What other games? Yeah, and Wild there's, Arms. There's 15 games left in each version. What would I put on there? Yes. Um, Bloody Roar. Oddworld. I hope you're writing these down, because I'm not. I'm not either. Sorry. Uh, what about Metal Gear Solid? Yeah, maybe. Mega Man Legends. The <laughs> The difficulty is, like, when you go back and look at the NES Classic and the SNES Classic, most of those games are first party. Not all of them, but, like, a lot of them are just Nintendo's games. Sony didn't make games. Well, they've got Namco and Square. We know that. Katamari Damacy? No, that was PS2. Yep. Let's... Is there a list of list of PlayStation games A to L and M to Z? Oh God! Yeah, there's a lot of them. As of June 30th, 2007, a total of 7,918 software titles have been released worldwide. <laughs> that's a, that's a lot of titles. 7,000, all the way up to FIFA Football 2005. It'd be really funny if they put in like the NCAAFs. <laughs> <laughs> Because oh, like they they can't right you can't they can't yeah. put in Madden they can't put in NCAAF. Do you think okay so they have Ridge Racer in there? Do you think they're gonna put Gran Turismo in there or no? Maybe because that was published by Sony, so you know that's that's a that's a first party game, right? Yes, ish. Published by doesn't mean made by. No. Uh, Crash Bandicoot. Yes, I I could see that being on there. That just had a revival anyway. Mm-hmm. Let's just see best PlayStation One games. What are you gonna give me, Google? Metal Gear Solid, Tekken 3, Castlevania, Symphony of the Night, Ridge Racer, Resident Evil, uh, Crash Bandicoot, Crash Bandicoot 2. Spyro. Spyro? Spyro's gotta be in, yeah. But who owns Spyro? Who owns Skylanders? That's Activision, right? I think so. So, again, like, yeah, but they've gotta get the permission for it. Insomniac Games and, yeah, Vivendi Games. Yep. I don't know, man. I don't know. Certainly not worth a hundred dollars, though. A <laughs> hundred bucks for this? Yep. Tomb Raider, maybe? I don't know. Now, the other thing that they, they've done is they've actually added a bunch of PlayStation 2 games to the PlayStation 4. And I'd say that the PlayStation 2 games are probably, like, higher value. Castlevania? There was a Castlevania game on the... PlayStation? Yeah, Symphony of the Night. Um, so let's see, PlayStation 2 games. <clears throat> PlayStation Now adds download feature for PS4 and PS2 games. What games? Oh, ooh, they're releasing controllers that do not have analog sticks. Yeah, because it's the PlayStation. Yeah, but didn't they have PlayStation controllers that had analog sticks or no? That was the DualShock 2. Oh. Original PlayStation controller didn't have analog sticks. Wait, I can play my PS4 games on my PC? What? Uh, I, I don't okay. know. Yeah, evidently I can. That's kind of cool. You see, so I was a very Nintendo family, so, you know. Yep, we so had was the, I. We had the Atari. 
We had which is not Nintendo. No, but you know that was that was the gatekeeper, the gateway. Sorry, the, the gateway drug. Yeah. Then we had the NES. We had that for a while. Then my brother got the SNES. And then I was stuck on the SNES all the way till the PS2 came out. Because I was working at Best Buy at the time. So I was able to get the PS2. Not cheap, but cheaper. <laughs> and I got the production plan on it, which was good because then I accidentally stepped on it and broke it. Oops. But then I was, you know, able to get another one. So that was nice. And then I went from PS2 had the PS2 all the way through college. I, I, I touched on the Wii for a second there, for a hot minute, then I sold that, and then when did I get the 360? I must have gotten the 360 in college. But when? It was after PAX, because I know Big Red got me some accessories for it. <laughs> wow, I have a very <laughs> eclectic console background. Just went in spurts. I had the NES... And then I had the PlayStation 2 when I graduated high school. <laughs> I was not a very console-heavy gamer. No. I would play the SNES at friend's house, because like, a bunch of my friends had the SNES. Yeah. So I got through a, a, good chunk of, um, a good chunk of Super Metroid at friend's houses. I got through uh, Super Mario RPG at Otho's house. I did Super Metroid at my neighbor Mark's house. I did... Final Fantasy at my uh, family's friends, the Fries. So I, I had I had SNES. It wasn't until somewhere in high school, I think, I started doing emulation because I didn't have the console, and so I got like ZSNES and ah. started playing a bunch of SNES games that way. Oh, ZSNES. Uh, and then when I graduated high school as a graduation present, I got a PS2. I'd also borrow, so like friends who had N64s would sometimes let me take those. Oh, no, you know what? I did get a GameCube somewhere along the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, I had the, uh, I had the, um, um, bum, 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 bum. I had the Dreamcast. Yep, I also had handhelds, because I know I had a Game Boy, and I got the Game Boy SP when that came out. Wow, why are we spending so much time? Because we're talking about the PlayStation Classic. Yep. That's why we're spending so much time talking about classic video games. <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> What else do we want to talk about? There's some cool stuff out here. Uh, where do you want to go here's, first? Uh, well, here's a less classic video game, but kind of bringing that forward. Um, do you know the story of Fallout New Vegas? Not the game's story, but the story like that led to the game being a game. No, that was Fallout 3, and that, that was did it start out as a mod for Fallout 3? No, it started out as um, the original developers of Fallout had like Bethesda had gotten the rights to Fallout and they made Fallout 3. And so then some of the original developers were like, well, hang on, we we want to we want to do this again. And so they used the Fallout 3 engine to make a new game called Fallout New Vegas. So it wasn't really a mod, it was still using the same engine, but it it was its own game. Um and it, it it's a really good game, but it's also like the last game that um, Obsidian made, right? Which which was a bunch of the original folks from Interplay back when Fallout was Interplay. A group of fans is modding Fallout 4 to be Fallout New Vegas. Really? And it looks really, really good. So is it going to be the same New Vegas game, just with the new engine, or...? I'm not entirely sure. So far, it looks like it. There's more information on the mod's website. Let's go to the mod's website. <laughs> 
We go live to the mods website. Dave, yep. you are at the mods website. What do you see? I, I am. Uh, not a lot. <laughs> there isn't a lot here yet. <laughs> They've done a lot of work on it, uh, but like I can't even find like planned release or anything like that. It looks really cool, though. I might need to, to play it. I still actually have Fallout New Vegas for the 360 unopened Never downstairs. Played. Yep. I have Fallout 3 in the basement on, on the 360. Beep. Yes, it smells like brownies, I think. Ooh. Yeah, I'm sitting here and all of a sudden I'm starting to smell brownies. Chocolate. I'm like, why? You're, you're smelling chocolate, right? You know, like, yes. It's there. I'm like, I, where, where is that coming from? Gee, Turns Andy, out. I wonder. The oven. Where could it be coming from? <laughs> That's not, it's not really ever a bad thing, right? Like, I smell brownies. <laughs> Like, you should never worry. That's that's not a smell where it's like, oh, shit, I smell brownies. <laughs> I, I guess if there was, like, a brownie killer, right? <laughs> Every time he strikes, there's the scent of brownie. Yeah, normally around this house right now, though, we when we smell something, we go, hmm. Baby. Yeah. Yep. But, like, brownies. Brownies sound delicious. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Sorry, I was looking at the uh, Eastern game last night because it was out it was out in california so it was late yeah went into ot based off of their kicker making a 50 yard field goal to tie it with 116 left and then kicked the game winner in overtime cool not cool because that's not our kicker oh (laughs) that was the san diego state kicker oops less cool yes i watched the end of the uh, stanford oregon game that was a, a hell of a catch I saw yep. the video of that. Where he tipped it to himself? Yeah. Yep. But just kind of really sucks for Oregon when the score had been like 35 to 7, and then they lost 38 to 31. How quickly did they, you know, put the starters back in after they, you know, probably pulled them out at halftime? <laughs> it's like, oh shit, oh shit, guys, get back in there, get back yep. in there. Well, I mean, yeah, it was it was not good. <laughs> they They got into some trouble... Michigan had a, a good day, though. Yeah, they did. Feel kind of bad for Nebraska. Doesn't mean anything, though, right? Like, it was at home against Nebraska. Yep. All right. Uh. Yeah, back to topics. Yes. Sorry, getting distracted. Sports. Um, I don't... Um, 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 there's so, a live-action Avatar, the last Airbender series coming. Have you ever watched Avatar, Andy? Nope. Mm, that's the, that's the, that's, is that the Airbender one where the guy has the yep. arrow on his forehead? Yep. Okay. No, I have not. It's really good. Maybe in like six ish years, it's something that you'll sit down and watch with Isaac, but probably not till then. No, nope. because you have you have a lot of um, other things to do. Yes, yes, I do. But for those of us who who have watched the li- the uh, animated series and are perhaps curious for more, there is a live action Netflix Airbender series. Okay. I just thought it was cool. I add topics that I think are cool. <laughs> What topics uh, did you did you want to talk about? Um, well, uh, Take Two, known for you know, Grand Theft Auto, yep, um, has now announced to almost nobody's surprise, yep. that Red Dead Two is coming out. I thought they announced that months ago. Well, the, what they just announced is that they're going to have an online multiplayer mode. Okay, <laughs> because you know how successful Grand Theft Auto Online has been. I mean, they've made them a lot of money. Yeah, so... Is is that how you are defining success? Because if so, it was incredibly successful. Yes. 
GTA V has shipped almost 100 million copies, which debuted back in 2013, and it looks like it's just starting to show signs of slowing down. Uh, where does it say? Uh, I'm trying to find it because the uh, the CEO did an interview about it, and I've got a, I saw it in here somewhere. Oh, where is it at? Stupid long interviews. Oh, it was oh seven uh, percent fall since the previous quarter. Oh no, uh, year over year, seven percent fall year over year from last year. All right, so there's it, it's sl- the the amount of people joining are slowing down, and you know, no surprise. Hey, Red Dead Redemptions probably going to do that same thing. I mean, it's be Grand Theft Auto, but on horseback. On horseback. That's that's what people refer to Red Dead Redemption as: is Grand Theft Auto on horseback. Grand Theft Equine. Grand Theft Equine? Yep. Uh, was there one? I wonder. Like, what happens if you steal someone's horse? <laughs> there was a book called Grand Theft Equine, Urban Dictionary for Grand Theft Horse, uh, which is, in Urban Dictionary, Grand Theft Horse is Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> it is the joke name for Red Dead Redemption. Yep. Uh, there was a horse named Grand Theft Equine. <laughs> ah, here we go. It was called Horse Theft. That it, would make it was sense. Not, it was not Grand Theft Equine. It was Horse Theft. Uh, Texas is with farmers. Horses became subject to theft. It was dependent on their horses. Horse thieves garnered a particularly pernicious reputation. That is, someone copied that. There's no way whoever was writing this Wikipedia article used particularly pernicious. Horse thief was an insult, compares the impression and lacking of moral decency. All right, I'm looking at Grand Theft. Grand Theft is usually defined as a theft that is worth over a certain amount, anywhere from $500 to $1,000, depending on the state. So, um, oh, there's three levels of Grand Theft as well. Third degree is 500 to 3000 in some states. Second is 3000 to 50000 And first degree will cover cases involving $50,000 and higher. That is a lot of money. So, depending on how expensive your horse is... Could be considered a grand theft. So if I went and stole, like, whatever, uh, shoot, what's his name? The one that just won Triple Crown. American Ferrero? No. First off, it's American Pharaoh. Oh. Even though it's got a typo in it, it's American Pharaoh. Second off, he won, like, two years ago, three years ago. There was another one that won this year. Oh, jeez. How many of the... <laughs> oh, Justify. There we go. Yeah. Okay. American Pharaoh. It's actually, like, American Pharaoh, but it's supposed to be American Pharaoh. Justify won it, okay. Yeah. So that would probably be like super grand theft. First degree, grand theft horse. Damn, Secretariat won by 31 and a half lengths? Yeah, and the final one? Damn! Uh, <laughs> and it was, su- it was supposed to be close, too. Like, that was the thing. It was like, Secretariat, people were like, no, there's no way, this is the long one. Like, Secretariat won't be able to, to keep it up for the whole length. And just, nope, Secretariat just, like, charged through. Damn, that is... It's a good movie. Oh, I, that's the one with uh, Toby Keith, right? Uh, maybe? IMDb. Let's find out. Secretariat came out in 2010. Uh, Not Toby Keith, Toby Maguire. No? No? I think you're thinking of War Horse. Ah, no, I don't... Because Secretariat's owner was a woman. Yeah, but who played the uh, jockey? Uh, I don't know. What was Secretariat's jockey's name? Ron Turcotte. So who played Ron Turcotte? That was uh, Otto Thorwatch, Thorworth. Oh, who's only known for Secretariat. <laughs> yeah. Because the jockey actually wasn't the important part. Like, no. he, he had a part to play, but Secretariat, it was all about, like, the owners and the, the competition. Uh-oh. 
I didn't notice this yet, but uh, so you know about Sky, right? The satellite company? Yes. Question mark. Yeah. Okay. What about them? Uh, they recently um, basically put themselves up for auction. Why? I'm not sure. Okay. But they um, they recently went up for auction, and the winning bidder of the auction, uh oh, Comcast. Son of a whore. Granted, you know the other person who was really bidding for Sky was Rupert Murdoch. So. So damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. Six of one, half dozen of the other. Jeez. They bought Sky for $39 billion. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I feel a sense of dread. Well, if you thought Sky was big before, or you thought Comcast was big before... Now they have Sky's network. Yeah. And technology. Mm-hmm. And satellites. Mm-hmm. Great. That's that's just fantastic. Great. Okay. Just great. What else? Uh, what other good news do we have, Andy? <laughs> This is not going great. Like, uh, well, it's not going to be even better because Telltale is closing. What? Yeah, you didn't hear about that? No. Telltale laid off approximately 250 employees, which was basically most of their staff, uh, two days ago. What? Yep. Oh my god, that's terrible. Yep, the, the company will retain a small team of 25 who will stay on to fulfill the company's obligations to its board and partners. What happened? Well, um... Oh, oh, oh. Did you not hear about the the articles about Telltale from... Yeah, a little bit here and there, but not, I didn't realize it was that serious. Whoa. Okay. So, that's interesting. That's gonna suck. Like, hardcore suck for a lot of those people. But that also tends to result if a when a when a studio like this closes, it does tend to result in at least one or perhaps more other studios opening. Well, that and also um so the the people uh, Telltale, you know, got fired. Yep. No severance pay, mind you. Oh, that explains the thing I saw. Oh, okay. Um, I saw a, a tweet from a Telltale developer going like, "Yep, all that crunch time, all those extra hours, no severance." Uh, so Ubisoft right away, uh-huh. you know, that day said, hey, <laughs> Telltale folks, meet us Monday on the patio at BJ's starting at 4.30. Let's talk about job opportunities over some drinks and food, our treat. That'll, yep. <laughs> You're going to get some talent. Yeah, so literally like, you know, right after that was like, hey, you guys, let's meet up Monday. <laughs> let's talk about this. Let's see if you, uh. <laughs> Do you want a job? Yeah. As I said, like. When when a company like this goes goes up, there's it's terrible. I mm-hmm. do not wish it on on anyone, but it does release a huge amount of talent back into the pool, and so that gets redistributed to other companies like Ubisoft, or that's where certain companies get founded. Yeah, didn't Telltale Games f- start from? You know, basically uh, it was. It was people who um, wanted to go back to the, the like, point-and-click adventure games. Yeah, because everybody, uh, yeah, uh, initially employing video game designers, formerly of LucasArts. Yeah. So this was all, like, the Monkey Island sort of people. They all got canned by LucasArts, and then, uh, yeah, the team had been previously working on Sam and Max Freelance Police until its cancellation, and then they just spun off on their own. Telltale was founded in 2004. Yeah, when LucasArts did a restructure. Oh my god, these were the guys that made Puzzle Agent. I didn't know that. Telltale? Yeah. Yep. Oh, Puzzle Agent. 
So, shit, that's that sucks. God, I still have to finish Puzzle Agent 2. I still have to play all of Telltale's stuff. Like, Poker. I have access to a, a fair amount of it uh, via Steam and shared games. Because Brendan bought a lot of their stuff. I feel like I should play Poker Night at the inventory again one last time. What do you mean, one last time? It's not going away. I know, but I... I feel like I, you know, I haven't played it in a while. Ah. I don't even think it's installed on this laptop. I, I pull it out from time to time. It's a fun little distraction. It's the best poker game I think I've ever had. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got on here. Oh, uh, Twitch is now banned in China. And nobody knows why. Just got banned. Yep. Outright. That's weird. Yep. I, I can, like, it's China. They they ban access to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But it Why? was it, it was there for a while. A bunch of people uh, was using, were using it because um, the state broadcaster, CCTV, didn't air any of the Asian games. So they would watch it on Twitch. Yep. I wonder if they'll start airing their own games then. I don't know. But, yeah, no, Twitch has now been banned in China. <laughs> Uh, many are saying online that this supposed crackdown is a sign of the government further tightening its grip on gaming. Yep, well, we just saw the thing from, uh, last week, right? Oh, with, uh... With the screen time? Yep. And, uh, Valve, you know, or no, Valve is still, av- Valve's the one thing that's, like, still available, right? What? Valve still has a partial web store in China? Maybe. I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, I think the community access games are blocked, but I think there is still actual, like, you can access the main Steam store in China. Okay. Uh, Because the government has taken notice how Chinese netizens have been trading barbs with gamers from other countries during the Asian games. (laughs) I myself noticed plenty of nasty trash talk aimed at South Korea during the broadcasts. Oh, come on. People, we're we're all gamers. We're all part of the, the digital nation. Grumble, grumble, grumble. So yeah, Twitch got popular. China cracked it down. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think there's more to that story, and I think we'll find out what it is later. Mm-hmm. But that just seems weird. But also, yeah. Speaking of Valve, yeah. so Valve has that whole adults-only filter, right? And it said they're not going to, you know, censor what games are available on as Valve. Long as they're marked as adults-only. Yep. Well, that doesn't take into account countries. Legal issues. Yes. So the first, basically the poster child of the uncensored adult games on Steam has now been banned in 28 countries. (laughs) Oh, that is both hilarious and awful. (laughs) It's like, yes, free store, everybody go. And the countries are like, and no. Um, actually, that's illegal here. You're selling pornography. You cannot sell it in this country. Several countries banned the game, which prompted us to realize that we need to be more careful with where we sell in case we breach laws in other countries. Yep. (laughs) Isaac has now decided to play one of our registers as a musical instrument. Yep. Like you do. Like the cute kid he is. Right, so uh, what what do we have that's a that's a good news? Uh, I'm trying to find which tab I put the damn 
job. Where's my list? You mean the list that's on our actual website? Right. I lost my website tab. Uh, what do we have that's kind of cool and nice and not, like, really sad? Um, the Fox and Disney merger is going through. Yay! The one that Comcast got shut out of and then probably had all the money to spend to... <laughs> to go by Sky. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, kind of yay, kind of like, mm, but, um, a, a Disney executive, which is to say the CEO of Disney, kind of hinted that, like, well, we want to keep Marvel as Marvel, which would mean that... Like, it, it's, it was as response to questions about, like, what happens to X-Men, which would mean the X-Men could go under Kevin Feige, which means X-Men in the next Avengers movie? Question mark? Bob Iger said, Kevin's got a lot of ideas. I'm not suggesting that, you know, Deadpool becoming an Avenger is one of them, but who knows? Yep. So, like, that could happen. I bet Marvel is looking at this guy and like, well, shit, we just put, like, eight years into building up the Inhumans in the comics and in the TV shows because we didn't have access to the X-Men. <laughs> but now we have the X-Men. So, <laughs> crap. Oh, other news is I don't think Netflix is doing a uh, Defenders 2. No? Yeah, they supposedly they renamed some Facebook page uh, to NX, whatever the hell NX is. No, I don't want New Zealand. I want NX, not NZ. Come on, Google. You're automatically correcting this incorrectly. No, I don't want NZ. I want NX. The Netflix NX Facebook page appears to be some sort of hub for their comic book and sci-fi TV shows. Yeah, Facebook's fans received the notification that Netflix rebranded their Defenders Facebook page into NX. So, no Defenders 2, which I don't think anybody was really surprised about. Well, that's okay. Yeah. Except Jeff Loeb, who is Marvel's head of TV, says, No, all we've ever said is that there are no plans right now to do more. It doesn't mean that it's off the table, and it doesn't mean that it ever has to be with the original characters that were in the first Defenders. No one at any time referred to them as the Defenders. They didn't wear a little D on their belt. They didn't go to a building that had a big Defenders sign in the air. There were four mismatched heroes who were joined by a lot of other heroes that are in stories that we do on Netflix, but that was a particular story. <laughs> so yeah, I love that. Jeff Loeb's like, all right, everybody, don't freak out. You're all freaking out. Hold on. <laughs> we could do another one, just probably not with these guys. Hmm. Which reminds me, I have to start watching Iron Fist Season 2 now. Laura's been watching it. She likes it a lot. That's what I've heard. And I'm like, well, great. You know, I'm in the middle of frickin' um, yes. uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Of... right now. Ah. I we, we watched, like, the first season of that and then never watched the any of the others. And I think I need to. I've heard very good things about it. Oh, no. They're doing a Kingsman 3. Ah. Another one? That's uh, supposedly has a release date of November 8th, 2019. Officially okay. confirmed by Fox Studios. But, like, okay, well, I guess we get more of Eggsy. That's his name, right? Yep. Eggsy. Yep. Yeah, I think Isaac has the right idea. Going wah, wah, wah. Uh, in a new adventure that tests their agents' strengths and wits to limit, these two elite secret organizations band together to defeat a ruthless common enemy. Wasn't that the last movie? Yes. That that I are you sure you're not reading the synopsis of the last one? Oh yeah, here is the description for the last film. Damn you, website! Wait, so you literally were reading the description? Yes, for the I last was one. literally reading the <laughs> description of the last one. Okay, just just making sure. Okay. 
showcase. So Defenders 2 may or may not be a thing. Still have to watch Iron Fist. And then Daredevil 3 is coming out. Where are you seeing these things coming out? Well, the the thing was just announced. Ah, like just announced. Yes. Okay. Uh, so here's a, a feel-good story I think we can talk about. Okay. Which is some people tried to steal uh, some equipment and did a very bad job of it. <laughs> well, yes, because the equipment that you were talking about was about a hundred GPS trackers. How do you steal a GPS tracker in such a way that it cannot be found? I'm not sure, but these guys did not do it. <laughs> it's it 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 was not good. So yeah, uh, a bunch of so these things look like cell phone chargers. Yep, and um, they stole a whole box of them. So the company, as soon as they realized they had lost a box of trackers, went into recovery mode and uh, put the devices. Um- <laughs> into um into basically recovery mode so they turned off all the blinking lights that said that these things were on yep um and then rather than updating their location once an hour they set them up to update their location once a minute <laughs> <laughs> oh no so there's a big box of a hundred of these things that are in stealth mode telling you their location to the company once a minute so we notified the police and equipped them to track the devices, and in about five to six hours, it was done, says the co-founder of the company. Oops. We were able to pinpoint the location of these trackers to a warehouse in Union City, and two of the devices had gone mobile, and the thieves were driving around with them in the East Bay. And they were able to just find them. Yes. Because they're friggin' GPS trackers, <laughs> and... Wow, you need to... Man, just put some aluminum foil around the box. Like, that's literally all you had to do. I guess you had to know what it is that you stole. Yes, these guys definitely did not know what they stole. Not only that, the thieves grabbed a beer out of the fridge and cut themselves in the process, leaving fingerprints and blood. So you have forensic evidence that can tie you to the scene of the crime. And you're driving around... With the device literally saying, here I am, once a minute. Wow. Just, just, wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Not only that, so the two men were arrested in Alameda. Okay. Uh, The storage locker was found to contain drugs and other stolen property. Well, of course. I mean, this clearly wasn't their first theft. Nope. Just their first theft of GPS trackers. There was lots of other stolen property in the storage locker, including a photo album that had irreplaceable images from World War II that was taken in a recent burglary. So, yay? Yeah. (laughs) Oops. Oh my goodness, yes, that's... That's ridiculous. That, that's an... Uh... <laughs> why? Why, 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 why? All right. Uh, what's this Music Moderation Act? Modernization Act? Uh, basically redoing the, uh... DMCA? No, uh, music no. licensing. Ah. Music licensing and payment, re- or repayment to, um, songwriters and, uh, producers for online streaming of music. Is, is music licensing, like, broken right now? Well, um, uh, if you played a song that's pre-1972, there was no current law that would collect royalties for the uh, songwriters for pre-1972 songs. Oh, so they aren't getting paid for the songs. Now they're going to be. Right. You know, this this passed the the Senate, so it has to go back to the House, and the two versions have to be combined, and then it has to go to the president's desk. But everybody says that's a formality at this point. You know, the usual stuff. Yeah. 
So uh, it will streamline the music licensing process to make it easier for right holders to get paid when their music is streamed online. The Classics Act, which is part of it, um, uh, will get people paid for pre-1972 recordings. And the Amped Act, which will improve royalty payouts for producers and engineers from SoundExchange when their recordings are used in satellite and online radio. Now, this does not affect over-the-air radio. So that still is the, the basics on there. This is just for streaming and satellite, which, no surprise, Sirius XM was lobbying hard against this, but mm-hmm. failed. Uh, the radio stations, though, were kind of lobbying against this, though, because it's online streaming. You know, we have to keep track of all this stuff now, especially now for pre-1972 recordings, which this one I'm kind of annoyed with because uh, we had to do uh, online um, we had we had to do logging of our music for a couple of weeks, and that was basically you know the sampling of our radio station um, for the music licensing companies here, so Sound Exchange and BMI. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know we were we were talking to some of the people there because a lot of our recordings you know were not really um, some of them were like unknown artists, especially when we're playing you know classic jazz. We don't know exactly you know who is actually some of these jazz songs. Nobody really knows who the songwriter is. And it turns out we still have to pay to play the song to the, the BMI or the sound exchange. Mm-hmm. But if they can't find who to actually pay for the music, they, they, keep it. they keep the money. That sucks. That's not cool. So that's why, you know, some of the, the people were still okay with it. It was like, yes, you know, we're going to have to pay out, you know, people for these things here. But we got this caveat in here that says if we can't find out who's actually we have to pay for pre-1972 recordings now, we'll get to keep the money. So, you know, each side got a little bit, and now it's almost it's almost basically law. So, Okay, so this is a good thing. Yes. This is, this is good for artists and songwriters and the music licensing people. It's a bit of a shot against... Uh, internet radio, X, uh, Sirius XM, and over-the-air broadcasters who stream music programs. Okay. Because, you know, somebody's got to pay, so it looks like it's going to be those three businesses that are going to have to pay. Okay. So. I mean, someone, well, so ultimately it'll be the consumers that have to pay. Let's be real. Right. Uh, yes-ish. You know, we do might have... Do you ha- not think so? Well, Sirius XM is the only one of the three will actually charge their listeners... For access, ah. the other two, you know, are ad based, so might be mo- smaller mom and pop stations aren't going to be able to cover, especially if they're a classic rock station, are not going to be able to cover the extra costs that they're going to need for this. Yep, so they'll go out of business. Mm-hmm. Well, that's less than cool. So that and SiriusXM, who keep calling me every, I swear it's every two months, somebody from SiriusXM calls me wanting to know if I want to go back to SiriusXM. <laughs> Like you personally, or you work? No, where I because the the new Subaru has got Sirius XM in it. Okay. So like, so they yeah they keep you know every once in a while I'll call me back and I'm like look nope nope I'm just gonna stop nope. you here don't want to waste your time I don't want to waste my time stop calling me mm-hmm. and then two months later somebody else call. calls me again yep. yep probably an independent contractor trying to you know get a commission yep so should we uh, we should do the randoms okay I have a random review yes. I got to play a game that I'd heard of and is is kind of cute and was a lot of fun, and then I decided to play more, and so now I I get to review um, a game called Overcooked. 
This was that chef game where it was like people on like a spaceship and a pirate ship and other things, right? Yeah. And, we and we and had talked about places. it for a bit. Did we? We talked about it for a little bit. It wasn't an actual review, so. but we did because yeah. you talked like, to me. Yes. So I, I got to play more of it. Not not a whole lot more, but more uh, of both Overcooked and Overcooked 2. And it's it, like, remember when we talked about Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes? Yes. And how that's a it's a cooperative video game, mm-hmm. right? It's multiplayer co-op. Um, and, and it's, it's, it can be kind of stressful, but with keep talking and nobody explodes, there is a person who is like the clear director. Yes. That is the person who is diffusing the bomb, Mm -hmm. right? They should be the one calling out and saying like, okay, I need this. You do that. They should be delegating. They should be assigning tasks, but there is a single clear like throughput in overcooked. It is a similar concept in that it is this collaborative effort that one person cannot do everything, not just because of time, but like literally because of access. You often don't have access to the entire kitchen. No. So the idea is you have a space in the kitchen where you get ingredients. You have a space in the kitchen where you can cook things or chop things or steam things or just do stuff. And you you often do not have access to the entire kitchen. No, it's, it's, it's why the, it's called a brigade in the kitchen. Yes. You're talking about in the real world. Yes, in the real world. Okay. It's, so it's I'm, talking about, I'm talking about like in the game, you literally do not have access to everything. Oh, okay. Like you, a, a single character can't move around the whole kitchen. Gotcha. Okay. There's often something in the way. Like you might be on two trucks driving down the highway or you might be on a ship and there's, you know, the, the like kitchen moves because the boat is rocking. But like for whatever reason, you might not have access to the whole kitchen. So you have to work together. You have to collaborate. You have to be like, all right, I'm going and grabbing some onion. I need someone to get some fish fried so that I can combine that with the, the onion and then we can serve it. And so the other person is like, okay, but I need a fish. You're near the fish. Can you get me a fish and I'll fry it? And so you have to work through it and you have to talk with each other and, and put that together. But like, unlike with Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, there is no director. Oh, there's no head chef? There is no single person or position to be the head chef. Like, you can try. You can try to do that. But whoever is that head chef needs to be aware of everything that's going on, and that's really hard to do. There's just not enough time in the game to be aware of everything that's going on. So, like, you can... If you replay a level a bunch of times, you could figure something out like that, of, like, here's our algorithm, here's what we need. But usually it's just people calling out like, I need rice. And someone like, I got it. Hang on. It's really, really intense. It is really, really fun. It's cute. Uh, it's got like fantastic humor. So the, the opening of Overcooked 2 is the king with the Necra Omnomicon. Okay. <laughs> and he's, he's reading a, a recipe and making a recipe uh, what, what he thinks for is, is for, for, you know, something tasty. And it talks about like, you know, get the flour, get the eggs, add the yeast and let it rise. But it's the Necra Omnomicon. So letting it rise is the unbred. <laughs> That's funny. And so the first level is trying to defend against the unbred. Um, oh. it's really cute. Like it's a really cute game. Um, it's easy to pick up. It's easy to play. It is super, super, super stressful because you're running around and like, oh, no, I left the meat on the stove and now it's literally on fire. <laughs> and oh, no, the fire is spreading. 
Okay. There there are fire extinguishers, but then that takes time, and you have mm-hmm. to put out the fire, and then you're not cooking. Uh, it starts off pretty easy. The difficulty ramps up quick. So, like, your first dish is, like, chop some onions. Cool. Serve the chopped onion. Yay. Like, make a salad. Okay. So I get the lettuce. I chop the lettuce. I get the tomato. I chop the tomato. Then it starts getting, like, make a burger. Like, okay, so I put the bread out. And then I have to get the cheese, I have to put the cheese on, and then I have to get the, the lettuce, I have to put lettuce on it, and then I have to get a tomato, I have to cut the tomato, I have to put the tomato on it. Then I have to take the meat, I have to cook the meat, and then put the meat on it, and then send that out. But, like, it, you don't want to do it in order, you want to get, like, one person's cooking meat, one person's chopping lettuce, one person's getting the bread ready, one... And then you have to plate the damn thing. You have a limited number of plates, and in the first couple of levels, plates just kind of spawn for you, which is great. But eventually, the plates start coming back. So you send something out, and a dirty plate comes back. And so then you have to clean the goddamn plate. So you you need an actual, honest-to-goodness, like, actual (laughs) brigade. (laughs) This is crazy. Yeah, except that, like, in a brigade, it's almost like an assembly line, right? Like, a Mm -hmm. person has a task. Mm -hmm. Well, in this, you you really can't do that. Like, you have to be more flexible, because the kitchen can change. Oh, jeez. So, like, there's there's one level where it's on a boat, and as the boat rocks back and forth, the middle section of the kitchen moves, and so you gain access to things and lose access to things. Or there's another one where um, it's on a space station, and a part of the kitchen, you can, you can press a button to move that part of the kitchen to the other side. And so, like, you actually can't directly interact with the person on the other side. There's a wall between you instead of a shelf. So you have to put things in this other section and then send it to the other side of the kitchen. Hmm. It's a really fun game. Um, it's really, really fun multiplayer. I actually haven't tried the single-player experience. I hear it's not as good because you're just controlling multiple people as single-player. But as a as a fun, like, little multiplayer party game, it's awesome. Okay. So that's what I got. So wh- where is this available? What? It is available on Steam. It is available on the Switch. It is probably available on a couple other things. But I have played the Switch version and really liked it. Uh, Steam, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch. So everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) Available where there are games. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's Overcooked. So now we hit the random topics. Mm -hmm. Random topic rolled ahead of time. Who on the show today has the hairiest back? Andy. I'm gonna guess you. I'm yeah. I'm gonna guess me as well. Like I, I just don't have a lot of hair on my back. There's, there's little strands, but nothing like yeah. I'm gonna I, guess Andy. I don't really have a hairy back though. Yeah, have, neither do I. I have hair on my chest, but not really on my back. Granted, I've now got a big gash on my back. Why do you have a big gash on your back? I was working down in cold water, and I was underneath a a table counter thing that stuck out from the wall, and I thought when I was standing up, I was avoiding it, but no, I literally just jammed my back into the edge and corner and actually cut myself from the tabletop. I'm sorry. Yeah. Didn't think it was that bad. I thought, you know, I just just jammed it, and I thought, you know, ow, this hurts, and then later, you know, I'm in the shower the next day, and I'm like, holy crap the hell did I do back there? And I'm looking at it going, oh my gosh, this is... Blood, blood. Well, it wasn't blood, it, you know, had scabbed over, but still, it was scabbed over. Ouch. Yeah. I'm still going with Andy. All right, I, uh, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to argue that one, granted that one, but I, I don't feel like this is one I really care about trying to actually... No, no. not really. No, no, probably not. 
No, no contest on this one. No, 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 no. All right. Well, that's that. Yep. Uh, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>